11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today, J.C. Johnson. J.C., how's it going? I'm great. How are you? Good. Appreciate you coming on. I'm excited to be here. I can't wait to talk all things soccer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, let's just go back in time. Uh, like, What's your first memory of playing soccer? My first memory of me playing soccer actually wasn't me really on the soccer team. I have um, some older brothers, and they were they all played soccer on the same team. So I'd always go to their practices and games. And that was like my first actual memory of like having a ball at my feet. Um, but then once I turned four, my parents signed me up for like the little kids league in my hometown. And then that was, that's where my soccer career actually like took off. Gotcha. Now uh, so you... I have to kind of thank my older brothers. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you grew up in, in Missouri, correct? Yeah. Uh, let me summit Missouri. And uh, what, 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 I've never been there, so, like, what was soccer like out there? Um, it wasn't, like, the biggest deal in, on the Missouri side yet and, mm. like, on the Kansas City side. Um, it wasn't, like, a huge deal when I was little, but by the time I got into, like, fifth, sixth grade, soccer became a very popular sport. Mm-hmm. Um, boys and girls both were playing it. It was kind of like Missouri slash like St. Louis in the Kansas City area kind of became the soccer capital of America. Soccer just became huge here. And so that was like a really fun thing for me to experience and grow up mm-hmm. having soccer be kind of emphasized in like a big sport that was appreciated in the city I grew up in. Yeah, so if, you're, if your Wikipedia page is correct, you scored 195 goals in high school? That is actually correct. I did... <laughs> Or 195 well, that that's insane. That's insane. So what what was the what was the highest uh, for the like the year total? Um, it would have been my senior year. I scored 66 goals my senior year. Oh my god! Do you have so all right. that was the most I had in a single season? Do you have any like favorite goals? I know that's a lot of goals. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like realize how many goals they actually scored until like the other day someone like I went to a high school and I was talking and the coach told me he's like yeah he's like I looked up your stats and like you scored 195 goals I go I don't think I've ever actually sat down and realized how many goals I did score in high school for the four years I was there Mm -hmm. but um uh one of my favorite goals from high school was my senior year we were playing Lee Summit North and that was like our rival that was our in-town rival and um it was in double overtime I had probably like a 50 to 60 yard run at the goal with about two defenders 
and I scored the winning goal and that was like a really special moment just like mm-hmm. for me personally because I really I never beaten Lee Summit North in mm-hmm. my four years at um, in high school going to Lee Summit West and so to finally beat them my senior year and to score the winning goal and double overtime it was kind of like just a very special moment for me that I remember till this day yeah for sure is that a Missouri state record I don't know actually if it is or not, but I was one goal off the Missouri State record for the single season okay. um, at 67. So I was one goal off tying that and two off of beating it. But I actually don't know of like the total for yeah. like four years what the record is. Gotcha. And then, yeah, tell me about your recruiting process and like when did when did that start? Yeah. Um, so back when I was the recruiting process was a thing for me. It started really early. I started looking at schools when like I was in seventh or eighth grade. So it kind of started really early for me. Um, I knew from the get-go that I wanted to stay kind of close to Kansas City. I wanted to be within like a six-hour radius of home. I'm Mm -hmm. a homebody and I wanted my family to be able to come to my games and still support me when I was in college. So that limited some of my options of where I was looking and wanted to go. Um, but I looked at KU, Mizzou, um, but I ended up going to Nebraska. Um, mm-hmm. Nebraska just had kind of a special place in my heart. Uh, we had a lot of tournaments up there um, that I we played in for club soccer, and so I got to experience that at a young age. I went to, like, the college camps that they hosted, and I just really enjoyed the camps that the coaches put on. I enjoyed the style of play that they played there, and I just thought it would be a really good fit for me. Um, so thankfully it worked out for me. I got, uh, to commit there, um, right before my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had a really good relationship with the coach. He'd known me since I was 10 years old. So uh, since I started going to camp there and he come to our showcases and he kept in touch with my, um, club coach since I technically was not able to talk to him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Nebraska just kind of felt like home the first time I went there and, that's just like where I kind of set set my goal is I wanted to be a D1 athlete at the University of Nebraska and play and compete for a Big Ten championship. Gotcha. Now I know you said you committed early. Was there any like was there like a final three? Um, honestly, no. I kind of like tunnel vision straight mm-hmm. into Nebraska. I went on. I went on a lot of visits. I toured a lot of different schools. But nothing just ever felt right. Nothing. There was always something off. There was always something missing. But every time I went back to Nebraska, I always felt at home. I felt at peace. And mm-hmm. it just it felt like the right move for me to make for the next four years. So mm-hmm. I really, yeah, I didn't have a top three. It's, I always in the back of my head, I think I knew I was going to end up at Nebraska. I think mm-hmm. I just went to the other schools and just saw the options just to make sure, like, I knew that was my home. I knew Nebraska was home for me. And mm-hmm. every time, every school that I went to, it didn't, it never felt right. So mm-hmm. I think that was just my thing of just making sure I was making the right decision. And I knew I did. And I loved my four years at Nebraska. Yeah. So I ask everybody this, like, when did you know, like, you were, like, really good? Um, I'm, I think it really hit me. When I was playing up a year, when I was in like third and fourth grade, I was playing up a year <laughs> and I could hang with the older girls and I was able to score and I was able to still do everything I wanted to do on the field. 
whether it be dribbling at people, crossing the ball, finishing, whatever it may be, I can hang with the older girls. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence in my play, knowing that like at some point in my career, I was going to have to play against girls that were three, four years older than me. And I think learning that at a young age really helped me like know like, okay, I can do this. I'm good enough to compete. I know I can play with older kids. Mm -hmm. So I think in like third or fourth grade is when I really knew like, okay, I can make something out of soccer. I can make a career out of this. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's crazy to know that young. Um, I know you just touched on, I know know you just touched on Nebraska um, and you said it was great, but what was your like overall experience like on and off the field? Yeah. I mean, College, college is an interesting experience. It can go one, it can go multiple ways. Um, thankfully for me, I gelled really well with my coaching staff, with my teammates, um, and the style of play fit my game personally very well. Um, where Nebraska was a possession oriented team, but we also were speed. We wanted transition, um, and that worked great for me. I. I'm a very quick player, personally, is what I think. Um, and so being at Nebraska, I loved it. I developed so much as a, just an individual player, um, tactically, offensively, defensively, especially defensively. Um, in the spring semesters, we really focused just on individual growth, and I really appreciated that, getting those four months to just really focus on the things that I needed to focus on for my game to personally better myself and my team for the next season so we could be rolling on all four wheels and doing what we need to do. So Mm -hmm. Nebraska was a really great fit for me. I really enjoyed the coaching staff. They put in the work that you put into the team. So you learned if you don't, you're going to just half-ass it and not really put everything into it they won't put everything into you. you. It's a give and take relationship. And I really appreciated that because that made me grow up really fast and realize like I need to put the work in to get better if I want my coaches support. So that was something I really liked how the system went and it was a very team driven team. So the players took a lot of accountability. Yes, the coaches still were accountable, but it came down to the players making sure everyone was on the same page mm-hmm. and us taking responsibility for our actions. So I really liked that too. It made me grow up and realize a lot of things mm-hmm. my freshman year at that young age going into college. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just gas you up because you scored 42 goals in, in 73 games also. And then I saw that you scored four goals in a NCAA uh, tournament game. Uh, what was that like? Yeah. Um, that was my freshman year. It was my first NCAA game. I was, so excited we were second seed in the tournament so we our team was just we were ready we were fired up we were ready to get out there and get going and to just kind of prove to everyone that we were a team that that was good that we we could go far in this tournament and it just so happened that that game all everything just happened right for me I was in the right place at the right time to receive the balls the headers, the crosses, everything, all the goals I scored in that game was a great team effort. We were just gelling really well that year towards the end of the season and everything just fell into place. So that game was a really special game for me to it being my first NCAA tournament game and to have four goals as a freshman. Mm -hmm. um, That was a really special moment. And I thank my teammates a lot because it would definitely not have happened if it wasn't for all of those girls leading on the field and helping me through that season. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and then I saw um, you tore your ACL the following season. Um, what, what was that like to come back from that and then play again? Yeah, um, I never really had a major injury um, in my career before that mm-hmm. sidelined me longer than a month. So I was kind of just in new waters at this point in time, tearing my ACL and having to get surgery and missing almost all of the season. Um, it was a really hard mental battle because I never experienced that. So I, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, tearing your ACL is a grueling process. Mm-hmm. Uh, your body goes through a lot of changes throughout the rehab process so it was a lot of learning for me and honestly the mental side of my game really improved after my ACL because getting through an injury is mentally exhausting tough strenuous whatever it may be so my ACL taught me a lot of things and I think it changed my perspective on a lot of things that I look at in life and soccer in general Um, but it's a very lonely process to go through. And once you're finally like released to be back with the team, it's probably one of the greatest feelings to be able to be back with your teammates and back in a training environment and being able to help them succeed in any way possible that I, that you can. So there was a lot of little victories and moral wins, but, and then it was so worth it to be able to be back out on that field with my teammates and doing the thing that I love most is just playing soccer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, um, and then in 2017, you entered the draft. Um, what was your draft day experience like? Yeah, my draft day experience was kind of different. I had got through my senior year, uh, no problems, no injuries, coming back from my ACL. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I was still training with the team, just trying to keep my fitness and just staying in shape for the draft and preparing to like get drafted, hopefully what I was hoping for. And I actually retore my ACL about a month before the draft happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still entered into the draft. I was like, why not? We'll just see what happens. I wasn't planning on getting drafted. I wasn't planning on, on having a draft day in a sense. Yeah. Uh, so the day of the draft, I was fresh. Like, I think I was four, and a half weeks out from my second ACL surgery and it was a Friday so I watched the first two rounds um at Nebraska and then I was like it was the weekend so I was driving home to be with my family um and I'm driving back home to Kansas City from Nebraska and my phone just starts blowing up on my drive and I'm like what is going on like someone die like why why so many people contacting me, calling me, texting me. And my college coach calls me and I answer the phone. I'm like, hi, like what's going on? I have a lot of people like reaching out and contacting me. And he goes, you don't know. I'm like, no, like what, what's up? Like what's going on? Did I miss something? And he goes, you, you got drafted. Like you were drafted in the third round. You're 27th overall. You're, you're going to North Carolina. And <laughs> I was just in complete in total shock. I did not believe it at first, and I kind of thought he was joking. Mm-hmm. And it it just, like, hit me, like, a ton of bricks, and I had to hang up. I started crying. I was so emotional because that was the last that I thought was going to happen on that day was my name getting called out and me getting drafted to play professionally. So my draft day happened um, in the car on my ride home back to Kansas City. <laughs> yeah that, 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 that is crazy um like before like when you said you tore your acl again after your senior year yes 
So, so were you uh, like projected to go like in the first round or anything before that? Uh, I don't know. I I hoped. I Kansas City was still a team mm-hmm. that year, and I knew that they wanted to get me and bring me home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they had a first, second, and fourth round pick, so I was hoping I was going to be one of those. Um, but I'm not sure what I was projected at because uh, I tore my ACL yeah. about two weeks after the NCAA tournament ended. So I really wasn't sure like what my projection was, but I think the fact that I went third round um, coming off a second ACL injury was a pretty special moment and very yeah. humbling for me just to have my name called. And I really appreciate Paul Riley and the North Carolina Courage for taking a chance on me and for seeing something further than just like my ACL injury. So it was a really special moment to just mm-hmm. have that appreciation of Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with B-Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Yeah, and then just take me through like you overcoming that injury like the second time. Was it was it easier? Was it harder? Uh, did you know what you you? I mean, obviously, you knew what to expect more. Yeah, um, the second one definitely was a little bit easier because I knew kind of what to expect after surgery and like what I needed to focus on the first couple months like right after surgery to help the rest of like my rehab process. But it still it still was hard because you're isolated. You're not with the team. You're, you have your own schedule, you're doing your own things. So that still was a hard mental aspect of it. But thankfully, like, I had a team to work for to come back for. I had something to work for and a goal at the end of it to, like, hold on to throughout the whole process. So that made it really easy for me to just hunker down and just bust through it. But it's still never easy going through those rehab processes because there's still little things throughout it that can set you back a little bit and that you're not prepared for. Um, But thankfully I got through it and I was able to play and still playing today. But then I unfortunately retore my ACL for the third time um, and had to go through the process all over again. Oh but my god! Thankfully, I'm doing okay now. All right. So wait, let's go backwards. What was your? Just tell me uh, how was your first uh, NWSL game? Yeah, uh, I was not expecting to be emotional when I went in, but I was very emotional um, taking like my first steps onto the field and getting my like the first minutes on my belt. Um, it was very surreal and it was very special to be able to just have my professional debut and to be able to get the minutes I did with the injuries that I had and coming back to this level it's not easy yeah. uh, coming back to any level from an injury but being at the top level in this country is not an easy thing to do with the players that we had in it so it was a very special moment to get my first first minutes there's a photo of me running on the field and I have the biggest smile on my face and I look like a little kid just running on the field to play a soccer game. So I definitely cherish that photo and those memories a lot. So so right now you're recovering from the third ACL? I just got cleared this past this past year. So I'm finally like able to play and full on go. So thankfully I recovered. I missed all last year 
gotcha. um, during the COVID fiasco. So I guess if I was going to miss a year last yeah, was, year, it was yeah. a good year to miss. I was, I was about to say, that, had a, that was a, definitely a good year to miss. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, you got picked you got picked up by um, Kansas City, and I know that's close. It's this is Kansas City, Kansas, so it's uh, different than Kansas City, Missouri. Are correct? Yeah, but it's all in the same. Those yeah, you gotta state you gotta tell me close. the different. What's the difference between Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri? <laughs> uh, there's really like not that much of a different thing in Kansas City. It's just different things are on different sides of the state like Mm -hmm. there is not that much of a difference and you honestly don't really notice like if you're in kansas or missouri unless you are from here and like you know like if you're out of town and you're coming here you have no idea if you're in kansas or missouri unless someone like tells you you are in kansas or missouri (laughs) so it's not like that big of a difference but people do take it offensively here if you say you're in kansas but you're not and you're missouri or vice versa so some people do take that stuff serious. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So if somebody said like they're from Kansas City, do you ask them if they're from Kansas or Missouri? Yeah. You need to know if they are <laughs> from Kansas or Missouri. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, all right. Then going into, uh, you played for the, the U.S. national team, uh, U23s. Uh, what, what did it mean to you uh, just to play for them? Yeah, that was a really, really cool experience. Um the U23s is made up of all the college players, so it was really fun to like put see the girls that you play against during the collegiate um, seasons and to come together and work together. And I mean, it's just a great experience. You learn so much, you grow so much, and to represent your country, there's nothing better than it. I mean, words just can't express how thankful I was that I did get to experience that a couple times throughout my career and to go overseas and play in tournaments and to represent the United States. It's so fun, and you make friends. You make such good friends from it too that are now in this league and the end of your cell, and you just get to see each other grow and play and enjoy the game that we love. So that's a really cool experience. Are you ready for the five Quincy questions? These are going to make you think. Oh God! Okay, see if I can think today. Uh, what? What's the most important uh, quality or skill that made you successful as a pro player? I think my willingness to learn and adapt. That's a big deal at this level. You need to be able to adapt and learn new things, positions, whatever it may be, um, and just like accept your role on this team, on your team that you're on. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Um, what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making? Like women pro players, or just like men pro players, or pro players in general? Uh, let's let's do women, and then let's do all. <laughs> okay. The biggest mistake. Hmm. This is a good one. <laughs> this is really making me think. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to come back to the woman one. I need to think about that. But I think the biggest mistake pro players make, um, I think, are not being able to like be being able to own their likeness and their images. I think that is like something that needs to be fixed to where pro players can own their images their name, their likeness, all of that. I think that should be changed. Yeah, for sure. You mean like in terms of like when uh, they take pictures and things like that? Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I remember actually there was this recent one that was a big scandal with uh, with LeBron and like a photographer took his picture and yeah. LeBron used it and he didn't tag him. And then I don't, I don't know how the photographer could sue because he was a media person for the Lakers. So it didn't really 
make sense to me when I read it. Yeah, just like, no, no I, yeah. I definitely think that needs to be changed. Yeah, yeah, and for like, sure. They use art, they use so many athletes' images for, like, their own benefit. Like, yeah, yeah I think that needs to be looked into. Yeah, definitely. Um, what what advice would you give to a, a younger player trying to get a D1 scholarship or, or a pro league, or make a pro league? I definitely say put in the work, put in the extra work. There's always something that you can do. There's always something that needs to be tuned up. If you really want it, put in the extra five minutes a day of touching the ball, fitness, sitting down, watching film, whatever it may be. But just put in that extra work. You always strive to just be that much ahead of someone else. Always just put in the extra work and enjoy yourself. You love the game. Enjoy it. That's one of my biggest things. I love soccer, and I enjoy what I do. And also don't be afraid to make mistakes because soccer is not a perfect game. So enjoy making mistakes and learn from it. Definitely. I think that that just triggered my mind. Maybe that's why Quincy named it Perfect Soccer, because it's imperfect. (laughs) Yes. No, I agree. I love the name. Um, These next two could be soccer related or life related. Uh, What what is something what is something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Bright colored boots make you look run faster. <laughs> All right, I like that one. I do not think that is a true statement. <laughs> uh, what what's something you would move forward with uh, if you weren't scared of what would happen if things didn't go well? What is something that I would move forward with if I wasn't scared things wouldn't go well? Yeah, if you if you weren't scared, um, like basically if things didn't go well. So basically, like for example, if you said like you started a business and then it failed or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, all right. <laughs> I love donuts, and I have a sweet tooth. And my best friend, Shade Room, with her Houston Dash, we sure love her donuts. And we, I think, would crush opening up a donut shop and making <laughs> donuts and flavors and selling that. And I think that would be one of the funnest jobs to have besides being a soccer player. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Um, and then, yeah, right, so you could... You could... You completed the five Quincy questions. <laughs> um, so, yeah, actually going back, I was going to ask you, well, I'm going to ask you the fun question, but going back to just like the name, image, and likeness thing like that, um, like how have you seen maybe the NWSL grow maybe since you've been in college to like now or like, or where do you see it going? I know like the numbers are up like a lot, uh, a huge number last year and everyone, there's new supporters and new investors in the, in the league. Oh, Yeah. No, for sure. Our since two thousand thirteen, the NWSL has grown little by level each and every year that it has been a league. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see that it is growing and it's great to see people are starting to pay attention and invest and put the time and the money. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish it would have happened earlier for the girls that were before us, but mm-hmm. they definitely helped pave the road for us youngsters and for the girls even younger than us that are coming in to leave to like how set them up for success and to kind of close the gap between us and men's sports, the MLS. Um, it's great to see people are starting to kind of give us the attention that we deserve and give us the respect that we also deserve. So I love seeing the growth of them, the NWSL and seeing the new sponsorships and the ownership and the supporters that we're getting 
um, from each city that is a part of this league. So it's been really fun to see the growth, and I hope mm-hmm. it continues to grow at a rapid level because that's what this league deserves, and I can't wait to see what it'll be like in five years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've seen at the beginning of the year uh, Naomi Osaka invested, and then um, just recently uh, Ale- Alex uh Alexander Ovechkin just invested into yeah. Yeah, he's so, one of my favorite cool. hockey players, so I about cried when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that, so that I was pretty yeah. hyped to see him investing. Yeah, that yeah, that's awesome. I think that's uh what will help it grow just other athletes helping just like I mean, that's why it was cool when I saw uh, Osaka do it because she's a woman athlete. And I and I was always seeing exactly. that women athletes weren't really invested in women's sport that are like, you know, the rich ones, I'm saying, like the really rich ones. Yeah. Um so that was cool to see. Yeah. It is exciting, and especially also with the WNBA, a lot of the mm. male basketball players were supporting them um, mm. while they were in the bubble wearing their sweatshirts, so it's just yeah. kind of fun to see other athletes supporting other athletes, and I hope it continues to stay that way and grow and keep building for just the athletic community in general. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the other next step, I don't know how uh, much MLS is involved in the NWSL, but I think that would be like a next step to... Yes, that would be a great part, better partnership to have as our two leagues coming together and working together. That would be really great to see. Yeah, for sure. Are right, you ready for some fun questions? Just a few more. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. What uh, What's your favorite food? I'm a sucker for breakfast food. Breakfast food is my like my day. I can eat breakfast food all day, every day for every meal. I gotta. <laughs> that's like my least favorite meal. I don't even eat breakfast. <laughs> 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 I feel like it's a love-hate relationship. Like, you either really love breakfast or, you like, it's, like, a meal you do not care for. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what's something that you do in your free time when you're not playing soccer? Um, I have a yellow lab, so I love taking her to the dog park, going on walks, and she's a lab, so she loves being in water, so swimming with her. So any adventure I can do with my yellow lab, I'm totally, like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> And then uh, what's something she that... gets my free time. <laughs> and then uh, what's something people don't know about you? I'm left-handed. All right. Are you are you left-footed, I'm, too? I'm right-footed. All right. <laughs> and I... But I... Like, with baseball bat, I bat right-handed. I golf right-handed. But I eat left-handed. And I write left-handed. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> well... I know. It's very... I'm very weird. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Heck yeah, I am on Twitter and Instagram. Just type in my name, JC Johnson, and I will pop right up. Again, uh, thanks again, and uh, best of luck this season. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.